Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, it is that time once again, the 2023 college football season fast approaching. And in today's episode, we are previewing what basically amounts to being almost a brand new conference, Conference USA, mass exodus as far as teams leaving for the American Conference. Insert some new teams as far as to the FBS and Sam Houston State, Jacksonville State, a few independents are now also joining Conference USA, led by New Mexico State, fresh off a bowl season a year ago. And what we have is a mismatch of nine teams together. It's power rating-wise, probably the worst conference in college football. Before I dive into deep of it, deep too deeply into it, though, let me welcome alongside my sidekick. Uh, he doesn't think he's a sidekick. He is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. Joey! You, you were hot and heavy I mean, before we hit the record button here. You're like, man, I want to do Conference USA. I got a lot to, to talk about with this conference. What say you on this one? <laughs> America's conference, baby. Uh, <laughs> I love this new conference here. I mean, we've got some former FCS teams, which I know me and you get into. Uh, yeah, hey, this is the t- this is like uh, you know the, the your uh, you know friend that got written off here. You know, you you got dumped by the ex girlfriend, and now you're all together at like a like a guys night here with everybody that got. I mean, these are the teams that nobody wanted, but you know what? And we want them. We want them, baby, because uh, we can bet on them. Conference USA. I like. Hey, listen, I, I just like your uh, some of the variation. You've got some, you know, new, you know, new matchups here. Um, only like you know, a handful of teams are going to be able to actually win this conference with some of the, the you know, the, the stipulations for being the first year team. So I'm excited, um, and, and uh, it could really provide a. Also, like with the new TV, you know, they're starting to do, uh, we're going to be able to be, uh, you know, college football here where I know they're doing some Thursday, some Friday night games. So, you know, instead of just Tuesday matching and, uh, you know, fun belt Wednesday here, Conference USA said, hey, baby, you know, well, give us one of the open days, uh, which which uh, I like quite a bit. So, hey, yeah, this could be uh, kind of, a you know, an underrated fun, uh, you know, conference here that uh, that this new group. Yeah, I mean, the, the conference schedule is actually Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and it starts in late September all the way through October, so you don't have to wait till uh, November for action if you want to watch Tuesday night, Wednesday night college football. So Yes, I, I do. Exci- yeah, I'm excited. We'll see. And also, uh, I dive deep into the schedules uh, before I say too much, uh, but three, three of the teams got to play five games in 24 days. Five in 24 days. So <laughs> I think there, if there's one conference out there because of the, the variance and all the uncertainty, the new teams in the conference, I agree with you. There is money to be made, I think, if we're on top of this conference. Before we talk about making some money, though, let's pay the bills for Pizzola and the crew. Keep in mind, Hit the Books is brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. Save time and money by checking BetStamp. 
before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at BetStamp. Listen, Lexi likes BetStamp too, babe. She's using the app. So, hey, there's no no shortage of BetStamp fans in this house. Yeah, I like that. Here you can hit the link below in the description. I I don't know if she's capable of doing that. You can sign up through this page. It does help support the show. Love it. Enthusiasm here for Conference USA. I can already feel it with your energy. So, it must have wore off on her there. Uh, Let's start with the team that I think. I mean, that the, the market agrees is a runaway favorite in this conference. And I have bet them as far as the conference future. And I think we might be including them. We'll see what Kanish, he's he's the he's the judge, jury, and executioner of this podcast. So uh let's talk Western Kentucky. In my power ratings, I got them four four and a half, five points better than the second best team, Liberty in this conference. Uh you got I mean, you gotta start with the quarterback. You know, when you got a guy like Austin Reed coming back. He dipped his toes in the water in the transfer portal. I thought it might impact their play in the bowl game. What do they do? They go out and absolutely destroy what I perceive to be a good South Alabama team. I mean, this passing offense, even without a couple wide receivers, is one of the best in all the group of five. Forget Conference USA. Uh, That Malachi Corley's back. He had 100-plus receptions a year ago. They did lose a couple of starting offensive linemen to Auburn and Texas Tech. Um, They got their four different defensive coordinator in four seasons, but – uh, I mean, I like, you know, when, when you got the quarterback, the best player in the conference, and, and you got some uncertainty with the second best team in the conference, Liberty. I mean, talk me out of Western Kentucky. I mean, because I, I I loved it quite a bit. One of my biggest future, conference future bets was uh, I took plus 155, and you can still find plus 145 out there in the market. Yeah, I mean, the, the well-deserved favorite in, in this one for a team that should um, – it should be far and away. I mean, their offense just absolutely electric. One of the the great um, transitions uh, from an FCS coaching staff uh, to to an FBS program. There, of you know, the first you thought you know with Bailey Zappi was it going to be kind of a yeah. a, a one hit wonder for this to where you know they bring over um, you know all, all from the FCS program there and then they you know but. I mean, they they've been able they were able to you know keep the offense rolling. Obviously, some questions. On the defense, um, but I, I would say much like Toledo, where we cover in the MAC, Western Kentucky, uh, a team that that just has kind of a you know a, a significant I think talent advantage and recruiting advantage over a, a number of teams in the conference. So uh, you know it's one for me that I I, I don't I have not placed uh, you know the way, but I, I can't talk out of this team being uh, you know the the deserved chalk in this one, especially when you factor in. Um, I'm not really big on what would be kind of the next and, you know, the second and the middle tier yeah. uh, of this conference. And some of the sleepers that that just in aren't eligible uh, to actually be in the championship game here. So I think, um, yeah, if, if you're going to place a wager at, at kind of the, the top of the board of the teams with the short odds, uh, it's definitely uh, Western Kentucky and not, uh, you know, what a couple of the next teams that we're going to talk about here. I mean, yeah, you only got seven of the nine teams eligible to, to win the championship. It's almost like betting a division instead of a, a full conference. And you're going to get me, I think, anything plus 125 or more is worth a bet. So last I checked, DraftKings plus 145, best price available. And if we can still get that plus 145, mark it down for me. I, uh, one thing I will mention, this probably would be most likely at least 
you know, one conference, it's not a two-time defending Conference USA champ if it wasn't, it wasn't for UTSA beating them three times in the last two years. Uh, Western Kentucky went 13-1 against everybody else, 0-3 against UTSA. So last I checked, this conference watered down, UTSA gone to the Americans. So where does that leave you? It leaves you with Western Kentucky again. I think clear-cut the, the best team in this league. Second best team, I think most would have Liberty. Uh, but there's there's some concerns because I mean you got a coaching uh, a coaching staff that's off to Auburn. Uh, you, you make a really good hire though. I, I mean who, who's going to disagree with you know getting Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina who's had a lot of success, but not a lot of returning experience. Eight returning starters. They, they haven't figured out the quarterback position. It's going to be Jonathan Bennett, Caden Salter. They bring in a Southern Miss transfer. Uh, I think Salter's the most talented. Day Day Hunter was in the transfer portal post spring. Uh, the defensive concerns. I thought their top three guys in the defensive line that were very disruptive a year ago, they're all gone. Uh, now I will say this major advantageous, uh, for Liberty strength of schedule takes a step back for them, believe it or not. Keep in mind when they're playing independent schedule, they're playing Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Arkansas, uh, BYU. They don't play a single power five team, uh, this year. So zero. So, that was one of, I think, the major reasons why their win total opened nine and a half. I didn't take under there. Uh, but, I mean, this team is in the mix. I mean, what, what, what do you say, Kanish? Because I've been hearing some disparate thoughts on this team this year. Yeah, you know what? We'll see uh, if Jamie Chadwell is going to earn the, the paycheck year one year. I think, you know, whenever we, we talk about new coaching staffs and you're going with a big system transition, you know, the Hugh Freeze offense to the Jamie Chadwell offense, kind of what he wants to run here, um, I think it'd be – I. Again, I think he'll be successful at Liberty long term. Uh, they, they they pump a bunch of money into the program. Um, it, it, it's one that you know wouldn't surprise me uh, if he can do you know a quicker turnaround here. But this season specifically, um, I agree with you. I, I played some early uh, regular season win under a uh, lot of roster turnover, system turnover. Um, and, and just, a, you know, a team that I, I think maybe, uh, you know, especially a touch overvalued here, just overall kind of running off of, uh, you know, last year's season that I don't know if they'll be able to to replicate here. So uh, it's definitely not – if there's – this is like maybe probably the least attractive price for me in terms of uh, if you're betting a, you know, a CUSA future, it, it would – this would be the pass, uh, the number one pass for me in terms of a team that that I wouldn't want to bet at, you know, 250, 270 out there. So I uh, think they take a step back and ev eventually get there. But, um, you know, it's one that I don't know. You know, and, you know, if you thought Chadwell coming over, this is one of the ones that, you know, you thought maybe he would have been able to get, uh, you know, it's kind of ones where you take everybody from Coastal, you bring them over. That didn't happen. So I think there'll yeah, be a little bit point. more transition cost. All right, Kanish. Uh, yeah, with the, you know, Liberty – you don't want any part of the, this team. You think what? It's a high variance team. You could see him maybe struggle go to five hundred. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't think uh, you know again year one Chadwell a lot of turnover. Um, I think they they could be in in do a little bit step back here. Now again, I'm not talking you know three four wins here, but um, I agree with you on the, on the early uh, regular season win underplay. And, and not a team that, I you know, hey, I think is going to be in position here to contend for the conference. So, uh, yeah, Liberty Liberty's on the uh, the fade early fade list for me. So maybe Chadwell, you know, it proves me wrong. And he's that, that elite of, uh, you know, coaching hire for them. But um, I don't think he's, you know, he brought over enough to be able to kind of seamlessly move, uh, you know, the team from year to year, especially with some of the, the players they lost. 
I will say long term, there is a big spending difference between Liberty yes. and everybody else in this conference. So not buying Liberty for this year, but man, long term, they're just I mean, they're they're going to spend way more than, than, than the UTEPs and the New Mexico states of the world. So what we'll see and they're spent. You mentioned it. If uh, Chad will is going to earn his contract. Yeah. How about four plus million? Uh, that's a lot for, for a conference USA coach. Let's talk about maybe some of the teams that can make a move, because I think if there's a conference that. You're going to take a flyer on somebody that's, you know, greater than 10 to one and maybe even feel really good about it. Uh, at least making the championship game, this would be it. Yes. So let's see if we can find one here. If condition is liking one. Oh, I, I got do. one, baby. Oh, but okay. I don't we'll know. It, it might be a little bit farther down the board. All right. Let's talk middle Tennessee, a team that somehow some way won a damn bowl game last year with minus 66 yards rushing, but, and then also pulled off the biggest upset in college football from a point spread perspective. I mean, easily handled Miami as 25 and a half point underdogs. Uh, so th there was some variance with their season a year ago. What hasn't been variant is their head coach. I mean, stock still's been here forever, 17 seasons. Uh, he's been here. He's been right around 500 uh, in those 17 seasons. And I think at a group of five level, that's about what you should expect. Uh, they had to replace their, their quarterback Cunningham. Uh, they, they do have their top running back back. Uh, you know, their wide receiver core was decimated through the transfer portal. So I'm a little concerned there. I did think, you know, they're defensively, if they're going to hang their hat on something this year, it's going to be the defense 16 of their top 21 tacklers back. Um, that would kid a defensive end is pretty good. Um, the Ferguson was a big loss though, uh, on the edge for them. And that Patterson and uh, Stanley kid in the secondary, they transferred after spring. So this had a chance of being one of the most experienced defenses in the country. So they, they had a couple of portal losses post spring, but man, I, I guess where I'm getting at is I expect a little bit of regression, even with an easier schedule. I mean, there are plus 12 in turnovers a year ago. They were minus 0.5 yards per play and they're minus 36 yards per game and somehow won eight games with those stats. So a little bit of regression, but I think they're going to be saved by again, a little bit of a watered down conference. Well, what's your thoughts on, on the blue Raiders this year? Yes, you know, I, a few years ago, uh, you know, when his son was a quarterback, so a team that kind of, you know, thrived on offense, it was passing it around, even yeah. even though the, you know, the staff and kind of the system is still there. They've now kind of morphed into a team that, that especially this year, are going to be more reliant on their defense. Um, it's another team for me that I'm not at. I, I played a regular season win under. Um, I have no interest in, in, in betting as firm in terms of, uh, you know, conference championship or any of that. Uh, as you said, I know they brought back, uh, you know, a lot on defense, but I think the offense is going to be, you know, very pedestrian or, or just downright bad. Um, and, yeah, they, they're due for a step back in terms of, uh, you know, some of just the, the general football variants uh, in terms of they were pretty fortunate last year. I think this this could be, a you know, another team that, uh, along with Liberty, takes a step back this year. Uh, and I'm just not super – I know Sox let me be 65 now. Um, I don't know yeah, how many, you know – it's one of those you kind of see it um, and maybe not yet, but as coaches, you know, reach that, you know, mid, late 60s, some of them early 70s, just just the job that that father time comes for you at some point there. Um, and so it, it wouldn't surprise me to see them them kind of, you know, fall off this year. So uh, it's another team that in that that second tier that, that I just really don't like in this conference. So, uh, yeah, they were uh, they were a fade for me in a regular season win under. Uh, and they're not a team I've taken any position on in terms of uh, conference title. What price did you get on the, on the total? I got, you know, I got to look back at the actual sheet here to see. I don't want to give you uh, 
What do we got? Let's see if we – Zach, what do you got live here in terms of uh, win total there? He's got a six and a half with a plus. I think you've played That's about where I, I have it priced. Yeah, I was going to – You're going to own was, it? You won't, yeah. Well, do you got? What you I was looking for. Is there, you know what? I should have done the shop to see if there was a, you know, even a, a flat seven out there. Um, yeah, there, there might have been a lot of disparity it, uh, in these win totals. When I say I have a hundred plus win total bets, <laughs> it, you know, a lot of it's they've created it for me. I mean, books have been, you know, you know, the market's trading five and a half, and some idiot will post six and a half on a team, and of course, I'm going to go under six and a half if the market's already painted five and a half. So. Uh, yeah, this was one. I I played a small bet on over six. I just thought okay. I don't see five and seven. Uh, I see seven and five much more likely than 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 uh, seven and five more than five and seven. So, but it wasn't a big bet for me. Uh, yeah, this would be again. I and I it's one of those. You know, we talk. Uh, you know, the the cliche numbers, not teams. I would bet an under seven here, but uh, you know, would I agree? If you're going over five and a half, then yeah. So yeah, six and a half uh, right around there is probably the the right number, um, you know, a six and six year would, would kind of be, I think, what 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 this team is is just, uh, you yeah. know, a, a moderately average team here in in CUSA. That especially, you know, title odds wise, I think is uh, is priced definitely too low for something that that I'd want to buy on. Speaking of average, let's go to El Paso, uh, UTEP, and actually, average is good considering where this program was three four years ago, but. They're coming off a five and seven season a year ago. They blew that big lead in the finale against UTSA, uh, where they could have won and gotten the bowl eligibility for the second straight year. Uh, you know, they had some good, really high highs. I mean, that Boise State blowout win on a Friday night uh, was really impressive for them. Dimmel is another older coach. You, know, you wonder when, when it's you know when Father Time comes calling for him, but he enters his sixth season here. He's done a good job. Hardison's back at quarterback. Four starters back on the offensive line. Uh, they should have a powerful run attack. I think, you know, the biggest question mark was at wide receiver. Tyron Smith went to Texas A&M. He was a 1,000-yard receiver a year ago. And then he's back in El Paso. So, I mean, I'm not sure a lot of the preseason mags are going to have that info. So keep that in mind. He is actually back. He's not a, he's not a guy that's lost, even though he spent spring in, in College Station. Uh, yeah, a ton of JUCOs. I think their defensive line's okay. What say you on the minors? Yeah, they, you know, hey, as you said, team that, uh, you know, was in the toilet forever, uh, that, yeah. you know, they've done a nice job kind of finally getting some talent here, you know, having to, to go to the Juco, right? It seems they've, um, you know, kind of, they, some teams have to kind of figure out how you're going to recruit. And that's one that, uh, you know, having to, to go the Juco around, find, you know, get a little bit creative uh, with how they're going to get talent in. Team that I think is you know, helped out by the transfer portal. Uh, it been able to get some guys, you know, from, uh, you know, wash out from power five program. So I like this team probably a little bit um, better than, than the market out. It'd be the first team in terms of like that. Uh, you know, we talked about the hierarchy of, uh, you know, teams in terms of their, their conference side of it of, you know, if I, if I was going outside of Western Kentucky, um, you know, if this would be the first one that I'd have a bit interest in, you know, shopping around the price. 16 to one, you want it? 16 they, to you one. Now that I've got I've got a better one coming up for you, so we're we're gonna okay, hold on okay. the sixteen to one. Um, All right, we'll hold. But uh, <laughs> it's a team, you know, five and a half is kind of pretty much you know kind of the shopping as far as their uh, regular season win total. I think that's about right. I think they uh, you know have you know decent shot to make a bowl game again here. So uh, if there's uh, you know again one that I'd want to shop if there, I play an over on five. Um, 
five and a half juiced is is kind of you know I'm mad there, but hey, hey there you go, there we go, baby. Put me down, let's, let's give me the five one twenty five there at. Uh, let's put that in the pocket. Yeah, Over let's five. I like. I agree uh, with that one. Yeah, I like. Yeah, like as you said. Ground-based rushing attack, kind of a uh, you know team that I think can can have success. As uh, getting their the receiver back, they kind of went to Texas A&M that said, "Wait, there's way too many good receivers here." Went, goes back to UTEP. Uh, so uh, hey, listen, I think they can be uh, you know kind of a, a an interesting team here. Uh, probably not the ceiling to challenge a Western Kentucky, um, yeah. but a team yeah, I like that over five there for the win total um, and a program that that I think has gotten themselves at least on uh, you know solid footing. Speaking of solid footing, remarkable in one year that this guy was able to do it in Las Cruces. Jerry Kill comes in, New Mexico State, uh, you know, gets their second bowl since 1960. They win five of their last six games. They win the bowl game against Bowling Green. It was a very weak schedule down the stretch, but they're going to play a relatively weak schedule again this year. Uh, This was a team that, uh, you know, obviously Jerry Kill worked wonders. They returned their quarterback, Pavia. Uh, back. He's a good scrambling uh, guy. Uh, you know, from October 1st on, if you believe in total QBR, he, he would have ranked number one in the country. So he was playing well. And even with him playing well, they still went out and, and brought in a transfer. A Stowers kid from uh, AM. Top three rushers are back. Uh, they lose their big play guy at wide receiver. Defense was improved last year, but they do lose their top four tacklers. That concerns me a little bit there. But uh, man, I. They, they joined this conference at the right time. They needed a conference for a recruiting base that maybe established some rivalries. They got one with UTEP, but I mean, this was a New Mexico state program that I'm thinking they, they should drop football or at least drop to FCS. And now all of a sudden one year after winning a bowl game, they get to a conference USA. They probably get a little bit more money in their pocket with the TV deals. And now all of a sudden you're thinking, Hey, the, this team can be a regular bowl contender maybe in this conference. What say you Kanish? Zach, get 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 the clip ready. Get the get whatever you know. Oh. They, some other podcasts that say turn the TikTok camera on. We don't have TikTok, but get the clip ready. New Mexico State. I in terms of long shots to win a conference title, I think is my favorite bet on the board this year. Uh, wow. I played some forty to one. I think that you know 30, 35 to one is widely available. Um Bet MGM has forty to one. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Bet the forty at Bet MGM. Uh, I think this is. I think this team had in terms of like a, a 40 to one in terms of like a team that will call it, you know, 25 to one or higher. I think this is the best conference future on the board that you can get at 25 to one or higher uh, for a team that, again, we're talking about a conference where the contender, I, I think you can make a case. This team could be the second best team in the conference. I'm not going to tell you here that they're going to be, you know, better than West Kentucky or any of that, but getting that type of price um, on a team that, as you said, I love what Jerry Kill can do. I think even though they lost a number of players on defense, uh, a great defensive coach. Hopefully, hopefully you know, Jerry can stay healthy. That's kind of been the one, you know, uh, you know, Achilles heel in his coaching career is that you know he's had the, the. But as long as you know he stays there, I like what he's built here. Some of the talent he's brought in, getting into a conference that a number of this middle tier, I think, is is kind of ready, you know, in that falling off spot while they're ascending. A lot of those other teams, I think, are kind of falling back this year. Uh, Diego Pavia, baby. Hey, Diego, Diego, give it to me in New Mexico. <laughs> Las Cruces. I think there's something special going on in Las Cruces, baby. I like this one. Jack, put me down on the board for the 40-1. to 1. Um, 
I will say though, I think I think they, just to be short, yeah, they play 13 regular season games this year, so why though their win total is going to look a little weird, you know, uh, higher than than it is. So uh, I bet I'll tell you one of my favorite bets on the board. I bet over four and a half. You can find six and a half out. There. I was going to say, hey, the four and a half is. I, I think someone uh, forgot that they played 13 there and and, and gave you a four and a half. So yeah, yeah, that that uh, would be uh, <laughs> if uh, again uh, uh, the four and a half real good there. But yeah, six and I think so. I see mostly six, six and a half. Um, I would play over five and a half still. Um, and but I prefer honestly the the conference future sprinkle if this team reaches the ceiling. So it's a team I like. Uh, I like quite a bit. However, I think one of us faded this team week one here uh, or week zero. Uh, yeah, so we might we might have a little head to head. It's too early for that, uh, you know, to go into that. But you know, coming down the line here, we might uh, have a little head to head going in the week zero action. We'll see how much the line moves. Uh, <laughs> so it's moved already a little bit. Uh, I was playing a number there. Low scoring game. I do like – I did fade them, and I think they deserve to be the favorite, a clear favorite. I'm not sure that they should be laying double digits in a game price with a total in the low 40s. So we'll see. Uh, but, you know, overall, I do agree with you. The fact that I was so high on New Mexico State and, and yet my numbers didn't like them in week one, then that kind of said that eh, there might be some value here. Uh, on Massachusetts. So that's what I did. We'll, we'll talk about that here in, in about four or five weeks. Uh, one thing I will say, uh, yeah, I like that 40 to one. If Zach can't find that 35 to one in DraftKings and Canby, I yeah. will be betting that after we hit uh, pause on, on, and end this podcast. Cause I kind of agree with you. I think there is some upside there and, and you might have the best coach in the league in, yep. in Jerry kill. Uh, let's talk uh, another team that I, I think has, you know, probably a, a low floor and a high ceiling. It just depends on if these transfers develop or not. It's Louisiana Tech. Uh, you know, last year was a dumpster fire year, particularly on the defense side of the ball, but they were close in a few games, 0-3 in one possession games. They bring in 17-plus transfers. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer, we'll see. A lot of people don't like him, but, I mean, he's not at Boise State. This is a little bit lower level uh, of football here in Conference USA. They bring in a Baylor transfer, at running back, Squirrel Williams is really good. He had like 200 rushing yards against Oklahoma last year. Uh, they bring in the wide receiver from Nebraska. So there is some talent on this Louisiana Tech team. Um, they added a ton of the transfers around the defense side of the ball. And why the hell not? I mean, they were the worst rushing defense in the country a year ago. Uh, I think they're, mo they're one of the most improved teams in this conference. This was one. It it's not 40 to one, but. I took a little pizza money on 15 to one. I think they're, you know, Bachmeyer plays up to his potential and some of these other transfers play up to their potential. Again, I don't think they can beat Western Kentucky, but I, I could see him playing Western Kentucky in the championship game. What's your thoughts on Louisiana Tech? Yeah, super high variance coming into this year. This is one where, you know, usually I'm not big on like the, we're going to overhaul our whole team in the portal and see if that sticks. It's usually, uh, I would say it strikes out more than it hits. Definitely what we've seen yeah. so far, but, you're coming off of last year, which was an absolute disaster. So why not? And you're bringing in, as you said, number of players that uh, have, have played well at other places are talented. Hank Bachner, uh, you know, I, I don't think is I don't think is a bad quarterback at, at all. So and you said number of other uh, and defense totally revamped. See who sticks. See, who, I mean, I mean, you're not going to get worse than you know. I think they're around 38 points a game or something last year. Um, so yeah, could be uh, you know uh, I hit the jackpot. I, I don't mind that in terms of a. Uh, you know, I don't know how if the what you know prices fifteen to one. There. Yeah, fifteen to one to me. Um, a strange ten. I wouldn't bet it now. It's ten to one, but fifteen to one was mispriced in my opinion. 
Yeah, I if, if you can hit on some of these transfers in a league that does not have uh, a lot of great teams and, a, and you know a high ceiling level, you, you might may not be able to find something there. It could be kind of a uh, you know worst to, to first type of type of season, high variance season. So again, probably not. It usually doesn't work out, but at least they've they've brought in uh, you know the talent to have a chance in uh, in come year two. Before we get to the two newbies, let's talk FIU. Uh, I know they won four games a year ago, but man, statistically, I mean, this could have been the worst team in the country. They were very fortunate to win four games a year ago. I mean, when they were down, they were down. They were bad. 73 nothing loss to West Kentucky. North Texas blew them out. Texas State blew them out. Uh, but you got McIntyre can't coach. And one thing I will like, I like old coaches that embrace – uh, the analytics, I mean, they went for it on fourth down 34 times last year. Uh, that was the third highest uh, rate in opponent's territory uh, in, in the FBS. I, I'm a little worried, though. They lose. The, the, the wide receiver Chambers, he's at Maryland. He's going to be good at Maryland. Yeah. Maybe all Big Ten caliber at Maryland. Uh, they lost a couple of their starting tackles post-spring. Their starting running back got hurt at the end of spring towards ACL. He's out. Uh, you know, a free safety transferred to Illinois post-spring, linebacker transferred to Stanford. My goodness, a lot of guys gone. With that being said, I think they're okay at quarterback, and I think McIntyre can coach a little bit. Uh, I thought two and a half, the win total was too low to start. Uh, I think they are better than last year's team, even though, you know, I, I thought they were a fake four-win team. But I did play a little over two and a half, not available now. We're not playing at three and a half. But uh, what say you on, on FIU? I, it was one where I remember when like Mike McIntyre took the job. I was like, "What is this guy thinking?" Like, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, what what is he walking oh, into? It's Miami. Like, yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's I guess it's that uh, one where like Butch uh, Davis was like, like the the, the program. I thought That's this program had a chance to fold. Good like point. they like they weren't going to have the money to actually sustain uh, a football team. I'm not even sure they should have a football team. I mean, they've been so cash strapped. Um, and as you said, like even some of the guys. Now, granted, you can find players in South Florida. Like that is why, like they're, they're yeah. they, you know, there's football players walking around, uh, you know, everywhere. You know, you can pick up there. So um, a lot of yeah, things but, walking around there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's one that again, I like McIntyre. A lot of challenges with the roster. A lot of challenges just with that program in general. Um, I, I agree. With I think three and a half is the right number. Uh, so haven't wagered on them in the regular season win market, uh, not a team I would play a future on. I don't think there's much of a ceiling there. Just, it, it, again, if they could have retained some of that talent in Mexican, maybe, but it didn't happen. Uh, get McIntyre, I, I don't know. He signed an extension there to 2027. I can't believe he uh, is. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, like some of these guys, they like like Jerry Killer New Mexico State. It's just in their blood. They can't get out of it there. They just love, uh, you know, coaching some ball. So, um yeah, I think that you know he's the right guy to, to kind of you know maximize what they can do. But it's it's a team that just has so many program challenges that uh, it's it's a hard place to win. So yeah, don't have much for me other than I think the numbers right now um, and and nothing for me on any futures. Before we talk individually, Jacksonville State, Sam Houston State. I did do a little research. I wanted to know how teams do jumping up from the FBS to the uh, from the FCS to the FBS. Went the last 10 years, like the dozen programs that have made the leap. And they average about 4.7 wins per year. Both, and when you look at these two teams' win, win totals, obviously Sam Houston State's a little below that. Jacksonville State's a little above that. So, kind of right in the mix there. What I found was if you were really good at the FCS level, you had no problems making the transition. 
to the FBS level, whether it was a Southern Miss uh, or not Southern Miss, uh, whether it was uh, an App State or a Georgia Southern or last year, obviously, James Madison made an easy transition. If you were good, you're fine. If you were poor, uh, you didn't do so well. Um, you know, the, the Massachusetts of the world, uh, Charlotte, uh, a lot of schools like that haven't performed that well. I'm making the jump. So where does that leave us with these two teams? A little bit in between because, look, Sam Houston State was really good. They won a national championship in the spring of 2021, but they did play in a relatively weak conference. Um, and when you're looking at the App States, the Georgia Southerns, and James Madison's, they were playing at, in bet top of the league, top, uh, top of the level as far as the FCS goes. Jacksonville State, Ohio Valley is not that good of a conference, even though they went 9-2 and two a year ago. So I'm kind of indifferent on both these teams. It's kind of a wait and see. I will say I did play a little under five and a half on Jacksonville State. I know you've been waiting all show long to talk Rich Rodriguez, uh, <laughs> who makes his you know triumphant return to the FBS. But uh, talk to me about these two teams because, I mean, I could be talked into either way, to, to, whether these teams can compete or not. I will say one thing on Sam Houston State. Uh, they redshirted a bunch of guys last year. So you can throw away the, their five and four team a year ago, uh, their record. Because, you know, after a few games, they just decided to redshirt a majority of their best players. And he was selling them the opportunity to play FBS football. So what say you, Kanish? I think, you know, as you said there, that's a, that's a nice deep. Because Sam Houston's offense last year was like, I mean, this is a oh team that God. won an FCS national championship in 2020. Like a few years ago, it's a team that, and they won it um, being, you know, electron offense. And they just absolutely bottomed out. Uh, but... As you say, it's, they did uh, seem to take, you know, the strategy of, uh, you know, throwing away last year uh, and kind of putting, moving their chips in. Defense should still be uh, very good. Um, Rich, oh, my, you know, my old buddy, Uncle Rich, uh, Rich Rodriguez, I will say, a great spot for him at Jacksonville State. He, I mean, his thing at West Virginia was he took a lot of guys that tried, you know, whether academics, off-field issues, he took them all. And Jacksonville State, what has, you know, at the FCS level, what was their, you know, uh, you know, kind of uh, what I would call their their claim to fame? They would take guys from FC, FBS programs that maybe had a few charges pending, maybe it just got out of the clink. Come to Jacksonville State, we'll put you on the field. Uh, not a team that's <laughs> yeah. going to be short on talent. Um, and I feel like that that's what Rich Rodriguez, uh, you know, do. They, they again, I, I like, uh, yeah, you know, I thought the, yeah, as you said, you know, the five and a half, the five, kind of right in the midst there. Obviously, neither team can, you know, compete for the, the title this year uh, based on coming up new. So two teams I'm excited. And I think going forward, depending on how long this league stays together, uh, can be teams that I think will trend towards the top of conference USA. Yeah. If this, if this conference, but for this year, um, I think there'll be a little bit of a, you know, transition cost uh, and, you know, more of a, you know, teams I'd be monitoring going forward. Um, but it wouldn't surprise. Now I'm not saying that this is not going to be a, you know, a James Madison year one Sunbelt where they come in and just start, you know, basically destroy the league uh, year one. Um, but Two teams that I think uh, have have higher ceilings uh, as far as FBS programs in this league, uh, but more watch and sees for me uh, on where they can be this year. I think you know they they both have a you know again I think the, the Connolly article said if you could combine the the Jacksonville State offense and Samuelson yeah. defense, you'd have quite uh, you know a hell of a ball team. But that's that's obviously not the case. So we'll see what happens year one. Um, 
Sam Houston, oh, oh, God, their God, their offense just like they, the oh, was terrible last year. Like, wait, so that's that's a big leap for me to come in, uh, you know, FBS and now have to improve significantly to to be, you know, a six win team. So, but we'll see. Both very intriguing. Yeah, I think I, I'd be really surprised if either team contending for the the the, the conference championship were in the mix. I don't think either one's going to be completely overwhelmed. I'm, I think I don't think we're looking at one win type of two win. Yeah. The conference is not that good to overwhelm either. Like, there's yeah, not enough good teams point. to good really, uh, you know, overwhelm you here. <laughs> I am a little worried. Sam Houston State. Look at their non-con: BYU, Air Force, Houston. That's that's stepping up uh, immediately as far as competition level in the non-conference. So they get a little bit banged up. I worry there. Jackson will stay. Quick note: Zion Webb, their quarterback, recently in the list in the last couple of weeks, he got approved for a seventh year. So. That's a big, you know, he's one of those former guys uh, played at Clemson. He's been their starter the last couple of years. Not a great thrower, but can run dynamic athlete. He will be their quarterback again. So there was some news there. Uh, that pretty much does it. Recapping for me, I like Western Kentucky to win the conference. Uh, if you can find that plus 145 out there. We like UTEP over five, uh, yeah. a team that's got, a, you know, in my opinion, a high floor, maybe not a, a real high ceiling, but, man, run the football, play defense. I don't think they're going four and eight in this conference. Uh, I, I think they're they're going to compete there in bowl eligibility. And you, Kanish, you're buying New Mexico State long shot. Our Aggies, baby. Our Aggies. They're the real Aggie. Not them. They're not a Texas A&M. They're the real, I, although I bet Texas A&M too. But the real long shot Aggies we want. Uh, hey, 40 to one at, uh, at Bet MGM 30. 35 is fine with me. Uh, like that as far as a long shot sprinkle. Um and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, that th- this clip doesn't live uh, in infamy on the Internet when they go, uh, you know, two and ten. So uh, but, yeah, no, I think program on the rise there and, and is just getting in this conference at, at the right time uh, to make, I think, that type of number a realistic shot. That is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, for our, our outstanding producer, Zach Phillips. I am Brad Powers. For all our show updates, make sure you're following at the Hit the Books HQ and at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. And that'll do it here for the Conference USA preview on the Hammer Betting Network. <laughs>